Welcome to another episode of Content Academy. Oh my gosh, this back. episode is brought to you by Last Minute Costume Supply. So uh, this is a great pop-up store. I'm sure you've heard of Spirit Halloween. Uh, they're only open for October and they sell all kinds of novelty costumes and things like that. Last Minute Costume Supply is a bit more specialized. They are open only from October. October 30th to I think November 1st technically and it's chock full of any last minute costumes that you need to go to that maybe that costume party that you didn't have time to prepare for or maybe your child changed their mind at the last minute and they don't want to be what they originally wanted to be so just kind of a sample of some of the products you can find um you can it's actually a lot of just kind of i don't know dollar general type stuff yeah. like for example a lot of plain t-shirts and some blank name tags so you can be an identity thief <laughs> you can get some smarties and a bunch of tape and be a smarty pants name tags are going to be key in a lot of these You'll name know. tags yeah. are key in a lot it's of a lot them. of the uh, costumes where you have to, you have to have a little thing saying what you are right you, you kind of have to explain it you know maybe a little bit um you can you also get after you explain it get ready to hear a chuckle yeah get, re get ready it's gonna to hear, kill get ready to hear oh <laughs> Yeah, Surely exactly. Exhale of air through the nose. Yeah, yeah. That, it's that, pretty that, much like know. the real life equivalent of typing LOL in a sentence. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not laughing out loud. Um, you also got plenty of iron on letters in case you want to do like a like the go ceiling ceiling fan type costume. Always a classic. Uh, definitely you got your cat ears, you know, your devil horns. You got your bunny ears. The basics, you know, but... Uh, again, they're open October 30th to November 1st. And November 1st, it's like 90% off. Everything must go. And then they pretty much go into hibernation until the following year. So mm -hmm. look for a location near you. That burn twice as bright, shine twice, shine half as long. Yeah. Something, hey, like, yeah. That. Something like that. Something like that. Pretty close. Points for trying. So look for a location near you. Um, they're usually right next to a spirit Halloween. Just, I don't know why, but there you go. Check it out. Last minute Halloween supply. We went to a spirit last year that's not open this year. Yeah. And it was in a Gordman's, the husk of a Gordman's. Yeah. The husk of a Gordman's. You can always, it's always fun to go to the, the outer perimeter of the spirit and peek through the curtain and you can see <laughs> all the junk that's there. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's a little yeah. taste. But we actually went to one it was it was probably halfway through September, so some of them open up. Earlier. That makes sense. Earlier. Yeah. That makes sense. And yeah. Also interesting and kind of related, Starbucks debuts their fall drink selection earlier and earlier every year. So yeah. this year it was literally like the last week of August. That the PSL yeah, came out? Yeah. Jeez. They had their fall stuff. It was so funny. I'm and not like, sure I've ever had a PSL. I'm honestly. not sure that you would like it. I mean, yeah. I like pumpkin stuff. Mm -hmm. I like pumpkin spice stuff. I just am not a big <laughs> coffee drinker. Nutmeg is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I tried some kind of like apple crisp shaking espresso oh. or something. And it was decent. 
but like <laughs> I just always go back to just this the just completely black like Attaboy. just black as night. Yeah. Yep. No flavor, no sugar, no nothing. Black iced coffee, it's where it's at. Yeah. I've always done black coffee. Like if I have coffee, it's I want to taste the coffee mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. That's it. Black well, coffee. We're, art, we're cultured and we're artistes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think never... it makes me seem cool if I have black Absolutely. coffee. <laughs> I'll never forget one time we went to Scooters. Yeah. And so my go-to is the iced Americano. Yeah. And I said I thought I want an iced Americano. And the person taking my order was like, is the Americano, what's an Americano? Is something like espresso that. Espresso with we, water. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Brittany had to lean over my shoulder and be like, it's an espresso. It's like a shot of espresso and water. Yeah. It's water. Da- it's a watered down espresso. Yeah. For Americans. Yeah. But anyway, we've got so a great episode. Wait, the barista didn't know what an Americano Yeah, was? the barista didn't know. Oh, my God. Must uh, have been their first like, day. What's an Americano yeah. again? Yeah. It was funny. She's a nice lady. <laughs> and... We bring uh, one of our main kind of routines is going to the scooters and then going to the Petco to pick up animal food. And so obviously yeah. you got to bring your dog to the Petco to let right. her out a treat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so I know that every time we bring Ico around scooters, we can get her the pup cup. Yeah. And the same lady who always works there is going to ask how old she is. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm hearing is that the scooters baristas do not have maybe the best long-term memory. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. know. But anyway, we have a great episode planned. Uh, This is a rare occurrence because this is our third episode that we've done in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Hat trick. I say we just keep the (laughs) hat trick. Anytime someone says hat trick, I think of like, you have the top hat and you like roll it. Down. <laughs> yeah, the is, that some, is that something you can do in real life? You like roll it down your, yeah. your arm and your back and then catch yeah. another one. I think I'm it is. I have to see that. It's pretty easy, actually. <laughs> it's easier you than one would You could probably expect. do it right now. Yeah. Give me an hour. I could figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's what I think about the hat trick. But, so we have the last kind of musical episode to talk about. Um, <coughs> but first, Josh is going to tell us about some happenings, some goings on in the world. Some news, yeah. if you will. Got yeah. some headlines to crack open for you all. Mm-hmm. Um, our top story this week, McDonald's has announced the McRib is back, but only this Oh, no, God. Oh, gosh. Okay. A harsh reminder that all life's greatest pleasures are temporary and high in sodium. <laughs> gross do you guys like the mcrib never had one don't like it riley you haven't had it no it's uh mostly the meat is flavorless it's just the barbecue Mm. sauce is the only doing a lot of heavy lifting there i think if it was available all the time on the mcdonald's menu it wouldn't be a big hitter probably i don't know full scarcity Congressman yeah. Kevin McCarthy, <clears throat> excuse me, has been removed from his position as Speaker of the House of Representatives 
after far-right Congress members filed a motion to vacate this week. The embattled former speaker faced criticisms over raising the debt ceiling, being, obse- being an ob- obsequious toady, and wearing socks to bed. <laughs> oh, no. Did you guys hear how Donald oh, no. Trump was like, I w- I'll be Speaker of the House if they ask. Yeah. Short term, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't even want to so do it, but I'll do it. Like, so trying to, like, strange. who's asking you? Who is asking and you he's to do this? in on the Swelsey relationship, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so weird. He's just sticking his butt in everywhere. Trump is at Trump is at his best when he's commenting on celebrity relationships. Okay, good point. That's really yeah. where his influence should start. That's his that's point. his niche. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great point. That's where he should stay. But yeah, people were I guess some members of Congress were floating him as a potential mm-hmm. nominee cuz you don't have to be a congressperson. To be the speaker, you can. Which I learned this week. Some, some <laughs> schmuck off the street can be. Yeah. Elect him. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. But I, he would never, in a million years, want to do that because it's like you actually have to be there every day. <laughs> <laughs> you have to work. <laughs> you have yeah. to actually work. Um, this week at the movies, The Exorcist Believer is projected to earn just $28 million in its opening weekend after a slow start Friday. Maybe instead of making movies about being possessed, Hollywood should try doing movies about being nice and good and a good friend to people. Then more people would see them. <laughs> yeah, I think that would probably be more successful. Have we tried doing good movies about good things? <laughs> We're like, nothing wrong ever happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to go to the movies to escape from yeah. my life's troubles. I don't want to see somebody else's troubles. I want to yeah. see Heck. a movie where nothing bad happens through the whole movie. Pretty much just like the Good first luck. Like five minutes of Barbie. But yeah, the whole movie. yeah. How, how about that for a fantasy setting? <laughs> yeah. where nothing nothing bad happens. Yeah. Yeah. My boss doesn't yell at me. Mm-hmm. And there's no line at the gas station. <laughs> and, and the gas is free, what? by the way. Pump, yeah. The gas is free, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. And you always remember what pump you're you're parked at when you walk inside the <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to do the uh looking yeah. out. Oh, yeah. What's exactly. the number? Yeah. And you always remember which side of the car that the gas oh my tank valve is on. One too. It would be oh, a lot man. of the movie would take place at a gas station. Actually, usually <laughs> the gas gauge has a little arrow. It does. And these days, yes. Yeah. Not always. A new discovery shows that due to hyperactive iron atoms jostling around, Earth's <laughs> solid inner core is surprisingly soft. Great. Another thing I thought I knew turns out to be a lie. Thanks, geologists. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. That so might... you're telling me that the Earth has a soft, creamy center? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. might be one of those things where I secretly want to taste it. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of bite it in half? Tide pods. Yeah, forbidden fruit. Tide pods and those, uh, the rainbow bouncy ball things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take a bite out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. so soft and chewy, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What else? I guess that's Don't do the it. big two. Those yeah. are the big two ones. Yeah. yeah. 
And the actual big story this week was Hamas forces attack on Israel. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Um, as you probably guessed, everyone is being normal about it and not unhinged at all. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> and look, I don't want to make light of the innocent people suffering in Palestine and Israel right now. So I won't. Have a good night, everybody. And from all of us here at Content Academy, God bless. <laughs> Good night and good luck. That yeah. might be kind of the only sane <laughs> response to it, possibly. Yeah. And that Probably. might not be something you would particularly hear on CNN. Yeah. But here on Content Academy. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We get kind of a fresh perspective on the news, <laughs> if you will. Because we're sensitive and. Uh... You know, we want the best for people, and we want actually mm -hmm. people to have a good night. Exactly. Yeah. And to very nice out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We mean it. We're it genuine. Really a, it really is a fucked up situation, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll have so, to read more about it. Yeah. Can you comment or... Mm. Yeah, just oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I need to read more about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know enough to have a like informed opinion. My, well, my yeah. thought on this is like really Israel and Palestine have been essentially at war for a long time already. It's just yeah. been a very very one-sided war. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> Palestine are basically living in an open open air prison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like the real solution would have been to do something else 40, 50 years ago, hmm. but you know, uh, after all this time, there really aren't any good solutions left and it's just going to be chaos. Yeah. I do wonder if that will ever be resolved <laughs> I know. in my lifetime. Yeah. It's crazy that it's been going on so long. That's, I think oof. like a big part of it is like. Um, or kind of rather like maybe a watershed like oh shit moment is when you think about how in the um, I guess it's just in Sonic Adventure 2 um, the army is called G-U-N oh god yeah That's so, so true that just it's right there to show you like that's really what they're worried about yeah. Uh huh. And Gun. they have big truck. They have that huge truck that takes up the entire road. Yeah. And... All to run over just a tiny hedgehog. Scary <laughs> no, stuff, they're guys. Talking about like the president and everything. Um. <laughs> but. And of course, there's the ultimate life. A lot of talk about the ult ultimate life form. Yeah. As being kind of like yeah. a weapon. And like somehow an early prototype of Shadow was a giant lizard, right? So mm -hmm. that just kind of goes to show you how backwards it all is. And then they decided to base the ultimate life form off of the hedgehog. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Never understood that. But, but yeah, here we are. I think that asking in, the important questions. Yeah, that's I what we do here. The obvious choice in the next Sonic movie to voice shadow is pedro pascal because <laughs> you just think of the mandalorian i could see that doing the mandalorian voice 
pretty yeah. much. You know he'd want to. Yeah, and I can't. He's really probably on the either. short list. Yeah, I mean he's already <coughs> doing one, sure. you know, video game live action remake. So that's true. Toss on another one. It's fine. I can't think of many other contenders. I mean, Shadow doesn't really have a very Javier unique... Bardem. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Now that. <laughs> <laughs> or um what's this hellboy oh yeah what's hellboy. <laughs> Ma- imagine a hellboy as <laughs> just just hellboy definitely somebody yeah. british is ron perlman <laughs> british no no he's, he's not a deep voice ron perlman oh my god all american yeah oh my god okay <laughs> you just have to think about like <clears throat> The ultimate life form. What would his voice sound like? Yeah, They'd probably like Margot like Robbie. <laughs> if we're honest, I yeah, probably Margot Robbie. Like Amy, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, how many iconic female roles is she gonna get? Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. Barbie, yeah. now Amy. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Leave some for the rest of us. Yeah. So okay. anyway, we. Uh, I'm kind of attempting in an attempt to pad out the episode a little bit because I don't know how fast <laughs> or slow this discussion is going to be. Yeah, I don't have. Yeah, a it takes as long big, as it takes. Like, you know, yeah. that's our philosophy. It takes as long as it takes. I don't have a big, you know, creative writing essay about how this. Like the rest of us album. had. Okay, yeah, I couldn't come up. This is hard wow. for me. I couldn't come up with like a coming of age experience i feel like um i uh grew up very recently like probably Mm -hmm. last week Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's fair kind of every day i kind of wake up and i'm like an improved new person yeah it's kind of how do you really define growing up yeah like when do you when do you actually consider yourself to be grown up for me, yeah, it's when I woke up once and my back hurt and I hadn't done anything the day that's before. That's one definition. Yeah. One would be yeah. probably like maybe the first the first day you are living under your own roof. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your first definition. day at a, a quote unquote real job. However first you define real, real job. job. Yeah. Yeah. First full time yeah. job, you could first say. Time. Yeah, or last day of college. Some people kind of mm-hmm. consider that yeah. becoming an adult, but, but also, it's different for everyone. There are scenarios where um, you have uh, some people uh, live in scenarios where they're they have immature parents mm-hmm. at twelve or thirteen. They have to raise you know two younger siblings. Yeah. So and you have to grow up very quickly. I think it's yeah. I think it's up to the individual person. But then again, you could say, "Oh, I feel completely grown up," but then later on, you could be like, "Now I'm actually grown up." When I was saying that, I was still a child. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. So, I've definitely had moments like that yeah, all throughout my twenties, yeah. which I am still in. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Alex, how about you just start by telling us what the album is and when you first, like, your, how you remember your first experience listening to it. And we'll great. start with that. Okay, that's a great prompt. 
So it's only time by Drake Bell. And yes. um Born Jared Bell. Yes. So this came out in two. So glad he changed it. So Drake and Josh, great show on Nickelodeon. Season four is what I would call friends tier sitcom writing. Um <laughs> ranking them by seasons now? Yeah, the everything prior to season it ended at four. But every season oh, prior okay. to that was pretty typical Disney Nickelodeon fair. But yeah, season four had some pretty, pretty good. All the Dan Schneider rating. shows kind of blend together. Yeah, they do. They really lost their spark. Yeah. yeah. So this is basically, um, and a good. Of course, every child star gets to release music. It's part of being a child star. Naturally. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also kind of related to that, um, being a child star gives you a very slim chance of being well-adjusted to the real world. Yeah. And being a good person, essentially. Yeah, I think it really it's what only Frankie Muniz has come out unscathed. It's a small handful. Yeah. We're in yeah. <laughs> That's right. He was, he was a child star. Yeah. Yeah, in Canada more, um, but yeah. But a good way for music to get completely discounted is if it's released by a Disney or Nickelodeon child star. And yeah. um, I think that what some sometimes what people do is release music under a fake band name. Mm-hmm. I think if that would have happened to this, it would be somewhat of a cult classic among the... <laughs> okay. uh, Beatles adjacent um, fan base. That kind of genre where yeah. it's like you have to include as many instruments as possible, some sound yeah, effects. Well, baroque pop. Like yeah. Baroque, baroque pop. pop. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So Which is Alex's genre. Yeah. So really. this is basically take the Drake and Josh theme song and interstitial music uh, and make it into. A concept album, essentially. Uh, you would call this a concept album. I, I would say so. What's the concept? Submarine. No. In a submarine. <laughs> I would call it a concept album because the songs fit together uh, as a cohesive whole, and absolutely mm-hmm. the last four songs, the last five songs, blend together in a credited homage to the Abbey Road album. Okay, so it tells a story, so, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's a, a notch above a typical album experience, and that's what I would consider a concept album. So okay. I think this album is underrated, or at least mm-hmm. it would be underrated if anybody ever talked about it at all. <laughs> um, so it's already pretty underrated, yeah, nobody's underrated. talking about it. Yeah. Un- yeah. yeah, I don't think okay. any... Buddy has really listened to this other than probably the four of us. And yeah, that's fair. Maybe a handful of other people. But this yeah. album has a very unique a unique sound that's very much inspired by this band called Jellyfish. And mm-hmm. uh, Drake is a huge fan of the band Jellyfish. And he and Roger Manning from the band Jellyfish actually co-wrote a song that is uh, unreleased, but you can find it on YouTube. So, other than that, I mean, 
just kind of going track by track a little bit, uh, Periscope, I remember at some point not liking this song, but it grew on me over time. I love the arrangement of it. Uh, and it's very catchy. I know track two. Um, Real quick, Up Periscope, another entry in the long-standing tradition of songwriters writing songs about their dick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can okay. I, I, interesting choice to lead with that yeah. was my yeah. thought when I first listened to this many, many years ago. It's a little like let's cheesy. let's let's set the tone. Let's I set would the put tone it up there. Be- I would put it right below Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. <laughs> okay. 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 Noted. Noted. That's jo- part of Josh's <laughs> ranking. Okay. Uh, Be curious I to hear the other ones at a later date. Ranking of all songs <laughs> sticks to be yeah. forthcoming. So yeah. silly. Pub- published on our Patreon later. Yeah. For gold tier members. Yeah. Um, I know is a great song, very catchy. I love just all the instruments on this album. Um when we get all the into sound effects. Like, yeah, the sound effects, absolutely. When we get into like found a way, it's only time found a way and makes me happy. I typically skip those. Really? I yeah. I it's only time I think was a standout one for me. Really? Well, I yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. yeah. Like yep, the one that yep. has the the fart noise and then the toilet flushing. That's do what you want. <laughs> I'm glad you knew. That still fits. Yeah, it's also a great song. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, fool the world, incredible, rusted silhouette, flawless. <laughs> I mean, just I I want to I I'll stop talking. Um. <laughs> Because I don't have much else to say, um, so I'll kind of open the the floor to more of a roundtable discussion. Oh man! If anybody wants I'd... to share their thoughts or anything. Well, I I think I maybe have more prompts for you, Alex. Okay. How do you feel that the song "End It Good" closed the album? Because it felt like a bit of a departure from the rest of the songs, and suddenly it's like, what is this? The kind of countryfied, you know, short song here I at the it. end. It's a it's a de- it's a left turn right mm-hmm. at the very end. So it's that's, that's an, it was an interesting choice. I've never thought of it as being such a big departure because this uh, album is so eclectic in its styles. Mm-hmm. So I thought of it as kind of like a a denouement. <laughs> yeah anti-climate yeah and then telegraph is like a bonus track so that doesn't i don't really count that but, okay um, yeah do I we like know it it's basically uh-huh. like all the good albums have a surprise bluegrass song and and it goes like <laughs> kind of just it's kind of just makes the cut for me okay um, what do we think about the inclusion of the Drake and Josh theme song in an acoustic format halfway through the album? You could take that out, and I think you should take it out because it was do you his, think, his last album. Do you think Drake was kind of forced to put that on there by the so. label? I would say so. Like, look, we're not going to sell this unless you include the theme song of your fucking show because how are we going to market this? Yeah. 
And I think that's one of his uh, worst songs, pretty much. Really? Like, Taken as a whole? Like it. Yeah, people... I think it's a great pop song. Yeah. People like it because it's on the Drake and Josh show, but compared to the other ones... I mean, just the arrangements on here. I mean, do what you want. Fool the world. These are incredible songs. And... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Found a way. I wouldn't include it if it were me. But then again... This guy would probably say the same thing. And like you said, it's Maybe if there was a director's cut yeah, director's of this cut. album. Yeah. There was a, a uh, couple years ago, uh, he released a lost album that includes some songs from this era. And um, it's just cool to listen to. Hmm. What do we know about the critical reception of this album? I mean, I, I know you said that it feels like it was overlooked because it's coming from essentially a teen heartthrob at the time. And so it that kind of like immediately undermines four it. Four stars, favorable reviews, positive reviews. Um, I'm reading here, uh, rejects a slick modern production in favor of vintage sounds inspired by mm-hmm. Road. Yeah, there's not. I could I could read I could probably dig up some. Yeah. I don't know, articles on it when it came out, but. Yeah. And um, do you feel like how do you feel like this has informed your <laughs> musical taste? Like, was this your first experience with quote unquote baroque pop? Two thousand six, well, you would have been like yeah. what nine. I don't remember exactly listening to this for for the first time, but I I think um, at a certain point I uh, I came to realize oh this is very Beatles inspired and mm-hmm. this is actually um, elevated music and um, one of my other kind of contenders for my choice on this was. Uh, white album mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. I saw kind of as a more digestible version considering white album has like so many tracks okay because I was gonna say like I have always felt that Alex's musical awakening as it were was very um, it was prompted by the Beatles because I mean, you're still a Beatles fan, but particularly when you were a mm-hmm. preteen and teen, it was all Beatles all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I love the Beatles. They're my favorite. And this this album just informs that. Uh, like expands upon it. Yeah. For the for the um, that style. In a modern setting. Music. Yeah. And really, not a lot of, you don't, I've had to look so hard to find um, modern music that is technically Beatles. I mean, you could make an argument, 90% of music is Beatles inspired mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But like, intentionally you really could. Beatles right. sounding music. And so a few Tally Hall songs scratch that itch. Mm-hmm. A lot of the material on this. Um, a lot of the, first two Tame Impala albums, absolutely. 
Yeah. Aim at Ignite by Fun, I feel like, is also fits. <laughs> I think that fits the Baroque Pop <laughs> label There's some that you've given. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, Mac Marco songs. And yeah. um, what was I going to say? Yeah. But, uh, and if you listen to, listening to this, you kind of, it helps to be informed by the Spilt Milk album by Jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, Josh, would you agree there are so many sim- similarities and inspiration taken from that? Oh, yeah. Just the eclectic production and yeah. kind, kind of, of like the tone and atmosphere, too, a little bit. Yeah. More. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to, how to like, describe it, but. It's a light, upbeat atmosphere, mm-hmm. but at the same time, very dense with Mm -hmm. um a lot of stuff going on yeah yeah and layered multi-layered um kind of whimsical lyrics at at, whimsical uh, yeah point Mm -hmm. and it's so there's this incongruence because when this came out i feel like it was probably like i guess probably 13 year old like teen girls that bought the cd right they're not gonna necessarily have an appreciation for okay hey man i mean even (laughs) me when i interact with music on a level entirely different than they really do i misspoke i meant more of like the teen the tween like you cannot have an appreciation for beatles the way you do and not also tack on to that conversation the influence of teen and tween girls who were the driving force behind the beatles becoming as big as they were they go hand in hand yeah (laughs) but i i do have a question like if you really listened to any of drake bell's albums uh, after this i just kind of took a quick look on spotify he didn't put out another album until 2014 yeah so there is quite a gap before his next effort mm-hmm. if you will so i don't i'm not familiar with any of his work before or after it's only time and i'm curious if it's still the same you feel like it's the same influence yeah so this is same genre kind of i don't know this it's so weird because um didn't he like transition these... to more of a rockabilly or yeah that's kind of what this looks yellow. like yeah. so he so he has the, is it the Telegraph album? Telegraph is yeah, 2005. Telegraph album, that's before this. It's kind of like a, yeah. like a uh, demo project of this. It's like okay. a 1.0 version, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he had some uh, controversies and his music was tied up in some rights um drama because he oh, had oh. a uh the a reminder ep is mm-hmm. um taken from a larger unreleased album that was gonna be the follow-up and kind of the third entry in the trilogy uh, <laughs> after it's only time the hat trick yeah will. the hat trick that never happened and then the lost album kind of includes some of that stuff from what I've from what I know about it yeah and 
he for some reason has a lot of success in Mexico. So I was going to come out on that too. Now. Yeah. Like it, apparently it's only time was very popular in Mexico. Yeah. And then it looks like um, one of his albums has a Spanish title and has a lot of Spanish songs on it. Yeah. Sessions in Casa. Yeah. So he caters a lot to interesting this audience that he's found but yeah ready steady go he kind of pivoted to more of like a rockabilly mm-hmm. genre and there's a lot of good stuff on there um including another version of makes me happy but <laughs> really yeah been but, on like three albums now dude, or something the same song on three albums in a row well it makes him happy it makes him happy found a way it has been on two and makes me happy oh i two. see yeah okay so Kind of a transitive property <laughs> type. <genre>. Exactly. <laughs> so okay. I only ever really listened to the It's Only Time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like it. It sounds, I like it. it sounds. <laughs> I feel like we'd be a little remiss to bring up Drake Bell and not address the scandal that, um, or rather, I don't. I don't really know how the to describe it. He's he committed a crime. Yeah, yeah let's so not call it scandals. I'll... He really is. Um, yeah, he's not the most savory uh, character. Man. It's I, not great. I'll, I'll I'll read what it says on Wikipedia. Please do. Let's see. Um, about his crimes, I assume. Let's see. Which he pled guilty to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, while you find yeah, that, I mean, like we we discussed John Mayer before being a bad boy. This is a little bit, as far as I know, it's kind of one other further from John Mayer, or maybe it's yeah. just the product of being yeah. younger and in a more even more um, public space thanks to social media. Like yeah. we're more aware of things that mm. that might happen, but he really had a tremendous fall from grace. I don't know if he's recovered from that. Yeah. What's it say, Alex? Um, uh, He pleaded guilty um, uh, to endangerment, child endangerment charges. He was sentenced to two years of probation to 100 hours of community service. Mm -hmm. The celebrity sentence. Yeah. Yeah, I believe the child endangerment was he was um, taking drugs in a car or like inhaling helium from a balloon or I don't know, something like that in a car while his son was in the car. He has a he has a child. Yeah, Yeah. I believe his son. Yeah, this child was there. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, I read the whole I read the statement from his victim who was a woman that he groomed from the age of like 12 yeah until she was like 15 yeah very bad Oof. Mm. i don't love that 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 no. makes me like almost um that kind of gives me the creeps on behalf of um of course i forget her name now but megan from uh drake and bell randa cosgrove mm-hmm. yeah um because she also had i don't know if she had an album or just a single mm-hmm. um that i feel like was produced in part like in partnership with collaboration drake bell collaboration yeah Yeah. like he was behind it 
like her song uh, "Kissing You," mm-hmm. and then she did the song to iCarly, which I think was written by Drake Bell. Mm-hmm. It's all part of that Dan Schneider oh, really? verse. Yeah, yeah, it's all part of the Dan Schneider verse. Which now that we know more about it, is super toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole deal with the woman who played Sam on iCarly. Um, yeah, Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette yeah. McCurdy. Yeah, and she just came out with her autobiography. I'm glad my mom is dead, which I kind of want to read because she seems like really a good. very yeah. She seems like a very very interesting person who has learned a lot in her very young life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for her for handling everything the way that she has. Um, so yeah, just what a very just kind of fucked up situation. Like we talk about Disney being bad, but. Nickelodeon like, has some skeletons in the closet. Nick- well. if, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I don't even know if Dan Schneider is behind the new newest iteration of iCarly. He's not. Like, if he's that, still working. That's part of what makes it so good. Really? That, that was show just canceled. was canceled on a yeah. huge cliffhanger where she was about to meet her mom again. Oh, really? They, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> they huh. did it with her, with her mom off camera. Oh so man! Oh man, that's gonna be poof. I wonder if I'm Tumblr sure is still active. They're sure gonna have a heyday with that. Hashtags. <laughs> Paramount Plus doesn't have a lot going for it at the moment. I mean, the Halo show really doesn't. Back, so Paramount Plus is like just the uh, Yellowstone app now. <laughs> yeah. Yellowstone um, Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Pretty much. Well, I wonder so, if, given enough time, Drake Bell will, um, I don't know, learn from his mistakes, have a bit of a redemption for himself given enough time. Uh, I think he I should know. be, I think he needs to be out of the spotlight for a very long time because that's some that's atrocious things John that were listed. Transformation. If more so, even. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's some very, very hefty, um, crimes <laughs> like I said, being a child star gives you a very bad chance at yep. having a good well adjusted I, I don't even know how to describe it without sounding like i'm defending what these people do but right it's artists... not a defense it's not an excuse it's just mm. kind of the fact yeah in my opinion like look at all these child stars and yeah. look at how many ended up on the wrong side of the law or it, well, with it just creates an addiction a cycle of abuse. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Child stars themselves are abused. They abuse people. It. Mm-hmm. It's cyclical. It, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right, Josh. I agree. Um, so even more kudos to the child stars who have made it out alive. Mm-hmm. Truly. Absolutely. And well-adjusted, and the ones that you even forget were child stars, like Ryan Gosling, obviously. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think Drake Bell's maybe just a kind of a tragic cautionary tale. Like, you can be very talented, but also a very fucked-up human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good way of putting it. The artist is steeped in controversy. The work, I feel... I'm able to listen to it can stand on its own as a Mm -hmm. somewhat more modern tribute to the 60s era of maximalist music production Mm -hmm. something that you don't really get a chance to hear 
uh, post an underrepresented uh, stylistic genre. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. I think that this choice I didn't want to choose um, pet sounds. That's why the hell not? As it is. <laughs> um, and even with pet sounds, I feel like that is much more um, chill and downplayed than the musical tastes that I identify with. At yeah. this it's stage. pretty polished. Yeah. Pretty polished. But it's very, like, weepy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And it's more emo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never never thought I'd hear Beach Boys described as emo, but okay. It, essentially that's what it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And I'm go ahead. I was considering choosing the White Album, but that is I I need to revisit it, but I'm pretty sure that album has like 30 tracks and they're all just like completely <laughs> they're like song sketches. But Yeah. Truly, if we if we go back to maybe if I was ten or something, that's what I remember listening to on like the computer mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's what I got. All right. Cool. Um. I guess to close it out, um, anybody have a favorite song on the album or? Alex, which one would you want to cover if you had to choose one? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess probably "Found a Way" would be the longing fruit, but yeah, um, I really like "I Know" as a song. I think the chorus yeah. is so catchy. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. that would be my vote. And Riley, uh, I don't know if it's like guitar or piano, but it's like this. This uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Just the instruments <laughs> on it are really just unique. Yeah. Got it. Riley, do you have a favorite pick? Um, I thought all of them were surprisingly good. I know, right? That like, kind of seems to be the takeaway. Like, surprisingly, surprisingly good. Yeah. Like, if you had just watched Drake and Josh, like, listening to this album, I think you would probably be surprised at the content. Yeah. Absolutely. Both a little bit more uh, more sophisticated mm-hmm. than it has any right to be, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. better quality songwriting overall. Mm-hmm. I think, especially if you're trying to squeeze it into the Disney Nickelodeon child starlet album right. exactly. genre, like and it doesn't quite fit that. More sense of authorship and vision. yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. like Drake Bell wrote or co-wrote all Clearly the songs. Clearly not a not a, a list of ghost-written songs here. It, right, right. Like so many probably have. So yeah, I, I would out, agree. It comes out on top if you group it with the other, like Disney Nickelodeon kind of produced. Yeah, I'm trying albums. to think. I guess like Jonas I'm, Brothers probably had a little bit of some elevated material. Maybe Jonas back Brothers. Then, but... I'm trying to think like. I mean, Hannah, Mo- like Miley Cyrus doing yeah. Hannah Montana albums. I don't yeah. know. I mean, like she was Hillary like, what, Duff? 12? Hillary Duff. Yeah. Hillary Duff. We don't know. I mean, like, there's some bangers on there. But did she Complete. write them? I don't know. Hello? Uh, hello. <laughs> God. <laughs> but, um, and then I think, um, 
Well, oh, the, what's uh, her name? Ariana Grande. Oh God, yeah. I. You can't deny that. Well, did she have have vision? <laughs> but did she ever come out with an album like that was marketed because no. she was on yeah, okay see that's what i'm so. getting and there's so. like there's the chick from victoria justice who has right. all her songs um chick, you mean victoria justice the chick from victorious is her name no, it's Victoria, not Victoria Justice. Justice. Okay. That's actually amazing. Her name is actually Victoria Justice. That is her name. Is it her name? Yeah. Is it her given Christian, Christian name? That's, That's name. what I want to know. Right? I hope it is. I hope it is for her sake. Okay, it is her name. Okay, good. But then I think like Jamie Lynn Spears had probably had an album. Right. I know they they tried to make the Sprouse twins do an album and they didn't want to, That's which weird. hats off to them. They're probably the one of the most well-adjusted recent Disney stars yeah. and that brings out of that machine. Oh, God. Yeah. And, uh... Does it? Does it? Does it bring us to that? I feel like Naked Brothers band uh, walked so that Joe Bros could run. I'm going to say it. Those were first, weren't they? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No, they I, weren't. I think they were. Uh... They're definitely older. <laughs> well, I think right? they came into prominence later in their young adult lives. Well, I mean, I don't um, know. at least, um, what's his name from the Naked Brothers Band is like an accomplished actor. Oh, um, yeah. I think both Matt, of them weird nose. What's his name? Both of them have been in stuff, I think. Have they? Oh, yeah. Both fully clothed like, brothers uh, one was in hereditary yeah, hereditary and the death note movie and right yeah yeah jumanji yeah 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 very accomplished actor for sure <laughs> i had totally forgotten about that though jeez well big time rush too oh god if we you know i'm surprised you didn't pick one of their albums we're honest yeah <laughs> low hanging fruit maybe but okay well thank you so much for bringing this album to the table mm-hmm. um making us all listen to it i had honestly forgotten about it um it's also made me think about the show drake and josh and how amazing that show mm-hmm. was and the incredible transformation of when you first start watching it obviously Drake Josh. Bell is the hot one. Yeah. And then by the end, you're like, actually, Josh is the <laughs> hot one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite a flip. Yeah. But I would definitely like that show as, as a young woman for obvious reasons. But I'll have to watch some of it later. But uh, any anything else before four. we wrap? Season four. Okay. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap? Or should we should we let class out early? I don't know that we have much else (laughs) give you guys five minutes back and go ahead and let you out early next week know about the halls for an extra five minutes (laughs) (laughs) next friday is friday the 13th don't remind me in october i know extra spooky isn't that crazy it's happened i remember this happening before there was a friday the 13th in october Mm. extra spooky so we get twice the spookiness years ago (laughs) probably something very unlucky (laughs) probably and there was like a full moon in october 
I think it was just barely made it into October. So we've got a lot going on, obviously. Oh, a lot going on. <laughs> and the Starlink satellite that was visible. Some people thought were UFOs. Hmm. A lot going on. Mm-hmm. But anyway. All right, well, thanks for listening. All right. And class dismissed. <laughs>